Welcome to Building Resilient Families, a podcast brought to you by Jamina Foundation, designed to unfold a series of conversations with people from around the world, offering unique perspectives on resilience that are practical and relatable. Somewhere I had read that Bhagavad Gita will make sense to you when you can relate with Arjuna's situation. Why? run away from your life why run away from this world of suffering when it is the exact place where your a lot of your growth will come from there are a lot of mistakes that you are making that um, you don't have much clarity uh, it's hard at the same time it has its own the 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 ego does get blown but there is uh, fun and there is uh, growth and discovery in that discovery of your own authentic self hey everyone our topic for today is facing hard truths to discover your authentic self lessons from bhagavad gita we welcome sagar tucker hi sagar Hi Nikhil. We would love to know where did you begin on this journey? This journey started back in 2011 when I was going through a very hard time emotionally and I happened to pick up a book uh which talked about how the mind works and after reading the first few chapters of that book that talked about uh, how you can if you are more aware of your thoughts um how that can lead to happiness uh i had a sort of a, an experience um which i calls a spiritual experience that for 3 days i was in a very peaceful calm state where i was aware of all the thoughts that i was having and how negative thoughts um were the reason for my own unhappiness and that sent me sent me into this whole journey about exploring how the mind works and i was very fascinated by it a lot of our suffering is because of our own thoughts so what particular thoughts were you having the thing that happened was uh, you know uh, when we are in school till a certain point in our lives we are in a very uh, protected environment and mostly children teenagers start exploring the outside world like they hang out with friends they uh, do certain things which make them more aware more ready for the outside world i on the other hand was a kind of person kind of teenager or child who didn't explored the world much who didn't have many friends uh, a very uh, introverted kind of a person moreover um, someone who played a lot of video games so i spent used to spend time playing video games instead of interacting with the world interacting with other people and when i entered college i saw this clear lack in me that i wasn't able to interact with people 
uh, I didn't have much uh, talent, uh, let's say, or like like certain, and I didn't have any hobbies, anything to show to the world. Whereas I took a lot of pride in being an intelligent person. I entered a very good engineering college. I cleared um, a very tough competitive exam and got a good rank. So I had a lot of pride about being an intelligent person. Uh, I was always amongst the toppers in my school. Um, I was I got into the best college compared to the other uh, classmates that I had in school. So I had a lot of pride. But when I entered that college, I was like, uh, I was amongst other students who had similar level of intelligence. Moreover, not only were they intelligent, but they had a lot of hobbies, they had social skills, and that uh, made me feel very inferior. I was the only thing that I was proud of was my intelligence. And I was amongst people who had, everyone had that, but they had something more, which I didn't. And it made me feel very uh, like inferior. So these were the kinds of thoughts that I was having back then that I don't have social skills, I don't have any talents, any skills to show to the world. And the only thing that I was so proud of, it's not so uncommon. So what's special about me? So yeah, it was coming from a place of uh, Honestly, uh, looking at myself in a more honest, more self-aware way, like the, uh, the eyes opened uh, to a world which was more uh, an accurate view of reality, at the same time, a big blow to my ego, my confidence. Reality does hit, hit us hard and you asked yourself this question, as we all compare ourselves with other people, like what's special about me, what's unique about me and you know, what are my hobbies? And how did you start to explore more about yourself? I was doing engineering back then and uh, at the same time I started exploring different things which made me more happy. So my life direction was changed in a way that I started taking more charge of my life, doing more things consciously, doing things which made me happy. And that had a sort of an effect on my career where I started thinking about not pursuing the engineering career path. And I was reading a lot of personal development literature, spiritual wisdom. So I wanted to take my career in that direction. I enrolled uh, in a hypnotherapy course, which was the kind of stuff that I was reading back then. And then I wanted to create a career more in that direction where I was involved in therapeutic work. So I did learn a lot about how the mind works, how therapy works. 
but it was quite an alternative path towards therapy and the usual path the more accepted or formal path is psychology counseling psychology and all that kind of stuff i didn't think in those terms like i did have some kind of idea about how that works but i didn't want to go in that direction so after my engineering i didn't sit for placements i didn't take that seriously because i didn't want to go on that path and i thought i would create a career in this therapeutic modality kind of way and that didn't work quite well and about after 2 years of not being able to do something about it i finally the way things unfolded i ended up working in a nationalized bank so when i was getting into the bank job i had this very clear intention that i will work there for 3 years and after that i'll save money and i'll again uh, like i'll keep on studying all the spiritual stuff all the personal development literature and the therapeutic modalities and after 3 years i'll again pursue that path and uh, i after like i joined the bank in 2017 and 2020 october uh, i gave in my resignation in june 2020 served the 3 months notice period and in october 2020 i was back at my home with savings of 3 years and some vague plans about how to make things happen so i didn't have like a clear plan but that intention to quit the job after 3 years was there which uh, i followed through on that intention and came back home with a vague kind of a plan which again didn't work very well and this time it was a real blow because i had that experience of a lot of struggle for the two years after engineering college which um had a lot of effect on my mental health on my self esteem because i had this goal this dream which i couldn't make happen and that was back after i left engineering college like i left with a lot of confidence but my confidence got a huge blow when i couldn't make it happen for 2 years and i found myself in the very same situation where i had even though i had savings but uh still things weren't happening and this had the kind of impact that i was already facing uh, like very frustrated with the way things were on uh, the with my situation in life because i wanted the peace the spiritual wisdom the insights and not all this suffering which is involved with being in the world with trying to make things happen with trying to make money or setting up a concrete system which generates income there is so much suffering involved in making things happen because there is competition there is there are legalities there is politics there are systems which 
kind of add delays to things and that's what made me question like why am i doing all this when i what i truly want what my highest priority is for wisdom and peace so it was uh, like i was back in that same space which i was to um, which i was about 3 years ago where i didn't have any clarity about what to do next and like my life is over like what do i do now i definitely cannot go back to engineering which was the formal education that i had i was at like i'm i am at um, an age i'm 29 years old so the government bank exam that i did clear uh i again couldn't go in that direction because first of all uh, the age limit is there then secondly if you go back to the same process and in the interview if they ask why did you quit if you wanted to come back like that doesn't make sense and then there is this uh two year gap in my resume previously so all this kind of uh, like if i looked at my situation there was it seemed like a dead end like what do i do now and so as you started to discover a new hobby in psychology as you shared and you're fine tuning your particular path but the career did not set up as you had intended after you quit your job and so what did you decide to do next so i thought like why not give all this up and become a monk and that was a serious contemplation that i was going towards like why continue on this path where there is so much suffering what were you hoping that would achieve for you so i um since uh, let's say 2014 i had this kind of i went for my first vipassana retreat so that sort of made me uh, sort of planted the seed in my mind that becoming a monk is also a path and um uh, when you meditate when you practice uh, the spiritual practices and study all this spiritual wisdom you experience a lot of peace and the idea behind becoming a monk for me was there is so much peace in all these practices whereas there is so much suffering in the world and being involved in the world trying to make money trying to make things happen then if my priority is peace why not go for it directly why continue pursuing this path where is where there is suffering and that's when i uh, happened to pick up a copy of bhagavad gita and in fact i just didn't uh, read the bhagavad gita i actually listened 
to a series of lectures by Swami Sarvapriyananda. And the reason I mentioned that is because reading a scripture on your own can be somewhat difficult if you're reading just a word-to-word translation in a language that you understand. Um, so I listened to Swami Sarvapriyananda, who is a monk of Ramakrishna Mission Order. And it was quite an eye-opening experience. So the thing is that uh, Arjuna uh, is facing a situation where there is a war. He has to fight a war with his own relatives. And he is seeing that there is there will be so much suffering, there will be so much destruction and like why do that? Why cause so much destruction and suffering? And I could totally relate with that, uh, with Arjuna's situation. And also somewhere I had read that Bhagavad Gita will make sense to you when you can relate with being and you can relate with Arjuna's situation. So it made a lot of sense and the insights that really helped me were why run away from your life? Why run away from this world of suffering when it is the exact place where your a lot of your growth will come from. There's nothing wrong with becoming a monk and pursuing that uh, spiritual path more formally, but doing it from a place, from an attitude of running away from your life, from suffering, uh, is not probably the right motivation. And if you are willing to to face the difficulties and find growth through those difficulties. That can lead to a lot of uh, wisdom, a lot of growth. And that sort of brought me back up to have that courage, to have that willingness to continue on my path, to not run away from it. And so you have mentioned a big blow to your ego if you could explain what's going on sure uh, and that uh, very well uh, relates with the theme for today's session facing hard truths so i was contemplating on that like facing hard part requires courage the truth part requires honesty and the, the blow to the ego is a constant theme that we also talked about. Like back in 2011, there was a big blow to the ego. Uh, then again, there was uh, 2000, uh, 2014 when I graduated from engineering. There was a lot of confidence that I'll make things happen. And then again, a blow to the ego. And at the same time, there was this clear blind spot that I could pursue formal education in psychology, which again would be a big blow to my ego because going back to education at this age, uh, 
is quite an humbling experience the, so what i mean by a blow to the ego is that and your own pride in your own kind of overconfidence and overestimation you tend to be blind to certain things uh blind to an uh, to aspects of reality for example i was blind to the aspect of reality that uh, i didn't have a clear plan uh again when i when we talk about pursuing psychology pursuing uh com- like continuing education at this age it's a blow to the ego because what does it mean what does it say about you when you uh, when i look at myself amongst my classmates in bhu they're all uh, like in their early 20s and here i am 29 year old back after a really good uh, engineering degree degree after a really good job like what kind of confused person am i to uh to quit a really good engineering uh career path to quit a really good government job job and come to a place uh to continue education like uh at if we look at it from one perspective it's it seems like a very confused person from another perspective uh, where uh, i see there is a lot of courage involved in correcting the mistakes that i have made so that kind of conflict is there and like that definitely does have an impact on your own kind of self concept about who you are as a person like what are you doing with your life there are a lot of mistakes that you are making that um, you don't have much clarity uh it's hard at the same time it has its own the 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 ego does get blown but there is uh, fun and there is uh, growth and discovery in that discovery of your own authentic self and again that's the kind of insight that bhagavad gita brought in that running away from the world and the peace that you're thinking that you will have as a monk it's um it's probably not going to happen you you simply cannot run away from your duties from from your own aversions because no matter where you go you will still be in samsara you will still be in the world uh even if you join a monastery you will still be a part of a system and one key insight which swami sarvabriyananda shares in his lectures is when you think of becoming a monk when you think of going to let's say mountains and pursuing dedicating yourself to a spiritual path 
completely and isolating yourself from the world before you do that close your eyes for 5 minutes and see are you able to concentrate are you able to meditate and not have so many thoughts and if you're not able to do that what makes you think that you will be able to meditate for long hours uh, what makes you think that you when you go and isolate yourself in the mountains uh, you will be not bored and he shared a lot of experiences of people who had unsuccessfully tried to do that like prematurely tried to isolate themselves and so he talks about uh, when he himself also tried to uh, after being in the order for 9 years he went to the mountains and found that it's hard to be so isolated and like meditating all the time whereas being in the world even though it's uh, there are difficulties it makes you prepared it prepares your mind to focus when there are difficulties there are a lot of things happening and there is this obvious tendency to get overwhelmed that's where there is a practice ground a clear practice ground to develop focus to develop resilience and practice what you are preaching about spirituality about uh, wisdom and so the real battlefield as you share it's it's not out there it's going within your own mind mm-hmm. with your own the ego which you may be one is trying to protect would that be fair yeah definitely uh, it um, is quite precise how it is like in my experience if you close your eyes so can you can't run away from your own thoughts even if you become a monk right so but i did uh, let's say exercise courage to let my ego be blown and why not pursue this path and so what stops us from pursuing our path could be that there is a fear of what the society or of what our family would think of our choices um yes um like we live in a society so parents would like i'm 29 but i'm still living with my parents even though i have savings but like if i like what do i do um, living with parents and then what do the relatives think of you what do the society think of you when they see that you left a really good job to pursue something but to do something which you are not sure of yourself so uh, like leaving a really good thing for doing something which it it makes sense to me as a person uh, but again 
do i have clarity do i have uh, the courage to follow that path for any family out there maybe someone at your age in their 20s is maybe starting to question their life or there's an inner inner voice but the path is not clear so how can the family support that individual i mean there are a lot of things that one could do uh, one thing that comes to my mind is when you are with your family uh, one thing that we can do is spending quality time with family right we talk about that uh in my personal experience it's um when there is communication um and understanding it can lead to a lot of peace and uh, encouragement uh it's um what i have experienced with my family when um i'm facing some really hard times and there there is definitely this strong tendency to not share to not express to not uh be vulnerable and express all this like discuss this kind of these kind of difficult things especially um, when you also do that there is this fear and um, chances that it will not be received well it maybe people won't really like your fam your own family might not understand it well and that that is really painful it's it hurts a lot at the same time if you can do that i mean if there is a possibility of doing that if there is an environment it's a, uh, i found it to be a, it can become a very strong foundation for your life and i started doing that with my family quite long ago uh, it it definitely deepened the kind of relationship that i have had with them so when you start like uh, initially there wasn't very much understanding from my side from their side and but i think if, if it takes just one person to start this process and it has it's because it's it's coming from um, i i tend like like to believe and see things that way that it's coming from a tendency towards life so it has its it takes on a life of its own because everyone is looking for being understood and acceptance and love and if you like uh, in my experience when i practiced the kind of vulnerability with my family to share what i was going through even though at some points uh, they it seemed like they didn't understand things but at the same time i discovered a lot of times that it was my own blind spots and fears stopping me from expressing myself but i've seen so clearly that um uh, people tend to understand 
people do understand and sometimes they do understand very well and it's just your fears stopping you so i exercise vulnerability with not just with my family but with uh, a lot of people and uh, those have become my deepest connections where i can talk about absolutely anything that i uh, have in my mind it's and it's definitely a therapeutic experience if we talk about therapy that's um, how it mostly works it's the kind of relationship where you can express yourself freely and that definitely does have a therapeutic effect so um, i would say start a kind of uh, ritual with your family where in in small steps maybe that uh, you start talking about things which are important to you it's it's definitely uh, you can check for yourself taking by taking small steps um uh, practicing vulnerability in small steps that it works and it works really well that's my experience so if you reflect on your own journey today and maybe had to share some insight or wisdom with your younger self who's just starting on that path what would you say hmm yudhesva vigat jwara i think um don't run away from the fears um uh, and have whatever clarity that you have keep on acting on it um despite the fears have the courage and keep on persisting there is something that has always pushed you forward throughout your journey despite the lows and there's always something pushing you forward so what would that be um well that's a really deep question and i think in psychology we read about uh as like there are a lot of uh, theories but there is uh, if you look at the humanistic schools of thought they talk about a self actualizing tendency in my own experience as well uh there has been this strong kind of force to persist to continue on the path despite all kinds of difficulties and it's a kind of one way direction like this is a strong force which is always pointing in that one direction and i don't know how to explain it but logically like what else would you do like what would you do uh you cannot quit simply you simply cannot quit you you have to move on this is life and i think we can call it life force the the let's uh, like we could call it survival instinct that what what option do you have if not 
continuing on your path and i think that is a source of courage of determination of persistence for me i cannot name it but it's it's a, a very a strong tangible force that i uh, when i have been at the lowest phases when i've fallen down and not like where when there seemed to be no hope a, a small voice that sort of says get back up what 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 are you doing like what what would you do if not get back up like okay there are difficulties but what else would you do if not face them so go do that and do that with courage and that reminds me of uh, this my favorite words from bhagavad gita which is the 30th verse from chapter 3 i would love to uh, repeat that uh, like i don't know if chanting is the right word but i'll say that um, it's mai sarvani karmani sanyasya adhyatma chetasa nirashi nirmamo bhutva yudhyasva vigat chura and the last two words the, so when i listened to this verse for the first time uh it i had tears i was crying and the last two words are really important like make a lot of sense to me and the it's yudhyasva vigat jwara fight the war without anxiety fight the war without anxiety uh, i mean it's it's look at the uh, like conflict it's a war yet don't be anxious you can lose you can die but face it without any worries without any anxiety and it's like a magical mantra for me when whenever there is uh, worry and anxiety about what will happen uh, i think when these words come back to me vigata jwara yudhyasva vigata jwara um that's the like essence of the life force that we were talking about the instinct instinct like go on go on persist don't don't run away from the battlefield face those fears and face those hard truths without anxiety you were listening to the resilient families podcast do visit our website and share your feedback by writing to us at podcast at jaminafoundation.org until next time stay safe